The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Yeah, it's like this personal conundrum we have to solve. It's like, I I need a passion. But it makes sense to have something that makes you happy to do it. But for me, that's the other way around. Mm. You know, I always start with being happy and then whatever I do feels good instead of trying to look for the things that make me feel good. I think that's the only right order. It's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem. You work to find rest. And the atheist pray? It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. Hello, everyone. This is Andy Shalef. This is Bambo Charles Demetrio. And we're here today on another episode of A Wonderful Chaos. <laughs> You're doing this good. Maybe we can actually pretend like we do this the properly way. That's nice. And there's no one watching, so. <laughs> Marnix Powell is on today. We're going to talk about a subject that I know very well, as far as I'm concerned, doing nothing. (laughs) And and we're going to do that on (laughs) A Wonderful Chaos. So, Marnix, we're going to talk about Marnix now. You know what I like about the name Marnix is that I always like walk down Marnixstraat. Yeah. So I, I immediately think of him when I um, when I say that. And people who don't know the Amsterdam Marnixstraat is like one full street of social housing. Marnix Powell's. <laughs> and, and it stretches from the Harlemplein down to Leidseplein. Yeah. It's one it's little stretch. Street. It's a really long street. It's a fascinating street, actually, because it's got like – like one line of buildings that are almost exactly the same height, the same distance all the way through. Except so, the ones on the lights of play. Except the ones there, yeah. And, and you feel like you're looking down a tunnel when you're on that place. Yeah. Not important for any of you watching, but that's a, that's just fine. Yeah. Marnix. Marnix and I met, funnily enough, Bambos, is because the press <clears throat> release for the Wounded Healer, he contacted me and said, will you come on my podcast? When uh, I went on his, we had a really nice talk. And I said, well, you're going to come on mine. But I didn't have a topic for him. And today, uh, little did we know that our guest was sick. And they said, I can't show up. And the first person I thought of was, let's get Marnix on. And then I looked at his feed on Facebook. And he had a really beautiful passage on doing nothing. It was a very long passage, Andy. He was four scrolls. On doing nothing. On doing <laughs> Nice. Nice. I'll read a little bit of it, okay? Nice. Um, do nothing. It's an idea that derives from various spiritual and religious philosophies, and it absolutely fucks up the Western mind. How do you do nothing? Where do you start? How much nothing do you do while doing nothing? Well, it's a fairly subtle thing. It's not about freezing in time, sitting on the couch like an immobile sack of meat, becoming completely motionless. It's not a passive thing. Doing nothing is a spiritual sense comes 
down to trust and surrender. And there's a lot more, but I just thought it would be nice to start with that. Nice. Because we have, and, and when I read it there about five years ago, someone gave me a book called Doing Nothing. I think you gave it to me. Too. I gave it to you. I did. It was a very small book. It right? was a very small book. And I gave you that book, funnily enough, even though I hadn't read it, only because I thought to myself, if anyone could benefit from doing nothing, it's you. <laughs> so uh, did you ever read that book? I read that book. Again. Oh, really? Yeah. And how was it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so when... Um, when <laughs> I love how we laugh and skip over it. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> let's not talk about this. I couldn't, you know what the funny thing is? is I, I, I thought, let's talk about that book. So I did a search on books and doing nothing. There's like 15 books called Doing Nothing. So, so Was one of them from Marnix? Uh, no, no. One of them was from Marnix. But I looked at it. I couldn't even find the book I sent you. There's so many books written on it. So uh, there's a lot of people that have honed in on this concept. And I thought, and I'd laugh because I, I, I talked to Ronnie and tell her what the show ideas are. And then, and then she said, Andy, if there's anything that's bringing stress in my life at the moment, it's doing nothing. She's doing nothing? <laughs> because of the COVID, she can't go out and do the things that she would normally do, which was a kind of a beautiful paradox because I thought, oh, this is a moment in time when if anything, doing nothing has been thrust upon a lot of people. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that they've been thrust into doing nothing and now have to be, you know, not it's not necessarily welcomed into their life. It's thrown into their life because of COVID. So um, I thought it would be really cool after having read this post from Marnix, just to discuss with him this concept in more detail. Nice. And he was happy enough to jump. He was kind enough to jump on at late notice. Yeah. So, yeah, Should we bring one on. I say we bring him. And just to make sure we discuss. He is the author of eight books, four on human suffering, one's a fable, one's poems, and he's even done a TED Talk. Now, if this isn't somebody you want to listen to, then I don't know who is. <laughs> I, th I think he's going to go offline now. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome, Thank Thanks for uh, Thanks. putting some time into this yeah, last thank moment. You. Sure. I'm Very always good. happy to promote myself. Nice. So is there anything I said about you or what you've done or who you are that you'd like to correct before we continue? Well, you, you, did, you didn't say that much, so uh, uh, <laughs> there's not, not, not much damage yet. It's, it's, it's a little bit no, like I, being no, there. You said nothing. <laughs> I didn't write a book on doing nothing, mm. but I love the idea. And mm. tomorrow when you ask me to to uh, to fill in this, this this blank slate that was caused by the, by the, by the sick uh, other guest, and before you, you know, thought about maybe inviting somebody else better than me, you opportunist fuck. But, <laughs> um, you mentioned the, the doing nothing thing. You said that's a typical Dutch thing. And then you mentioned uh, the Dutch word Nixon. And, yes. and I was like, yeah, yeah, Nixon. And then you and you send me this this article. There's a book yeah. on Nixon. It's like you have the, the Danish Hugge. You know, it's like cozy a little bit. And now you have something else. And now you have Nixon from Holland. But the Nixon that is referred to in the book is actually pretty different from the yeah. doing nothing that I refer to in the post. So um, uh, let me let me read the let me read the first that the first paragraph of that thing I sent you, which we I think we both agree in the meantime isn't really at least what I've connected or what I hear you've connected to doing nothing. First, there was and can you pronounce it for me? Hige, Hige, Hige. Hige. First, there was Hige, the Danish concept that made staying in and getting cozy cool. Then there was Lachkom, 
the Swedish mindset of approaching life with an everything in moderation mindset. Now there's another European trend that's being embraced as a way to combat our increasingly busy and often stressful lives. Nixon, the Dutch concept is as simple as well doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It's like the, you know, it's like um, making some time available to, to, to just be. That's what it is. So yeah. you can, and they have the example like you can do it knitting or whatever, drawing mandalas or watching, looking outside your window. The, the cool thing is that as soon as you start to talk about doing nothing, it gets very complicated. Like, okay, well, what's the best way to do nothing? What are the steps of doing nothing? How can I do better, n- nothing better than o- other people who do nothing? Yeah. So the idea is that we are so engaged in becoming better people and more successful and traveling the world harder than anybody else and visiting more festivals and being having more six-pack apps than most people that we are so used to being in overdrive that Nixon is just like you, you address uh, the busy, the busyness of your mind and take some time off to do, to just fuck around a bit. Yeah. That is Nixon. Nixon is deliberately being lazy for a while, not trying to go somewhere, not trying, trying to do something uh, as a means to an end, but doing nothing as the means itself, just like whatever, you know, being in life and not being focused on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah, I think that's why it's so they they regard it the same way as, as Hugo because uh, it's it they, they are these very, very common, very normal things, not, nothing special about doing nothing. So, in doing- other words, you. Doing yeah. nothing, you wouldn't include it watching a Netflix series doing nothing. Well, you could, you know. <laughs> could you? Okay. I didn't know if that was yeah. in your category. Okay. Well, in, in, the, in, the, in the category of Nixon, it is yeah. doing nothing is doing nothing for the purpose of just doing, being alive and mm-hmm. enjoying the simple, you know, your simple presence. That's, yeah. that's it. But for most people, it's hardly doable. You know, when, when, when people sit still for five minutes, most of them got raving me mad. Like it's 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 undoable because our mind is so busy and we are so used to looking for distraction that whenever we take a few steps back and we just sit down for a while, we all of a sudden we we realize how fucked up we are. Mm. So that's why in the in the article they 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 build in steps like first try it for two minutes. <laughs> Maybe you can do it. <laughs> Five so, steps to do nothing. Uh, I like yeah, that. They'll have, the, have an app, like how to build up your do nothing time. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, we could do seminars, man. Uh, we, could, we could do the do nothing uh, academy in, in Amsterdam. Like, yeah. you know, people would flock to, yeah. the, to, to be part of that. Because uh, in, in the range of um, mindfulness, of mm. yoga, of uh, a silent retreat, of tiny homes, of minimalism. It's yeah. in that range. It's in the range of mm. settling down and being okay with just being. Yeah. That can turn out to be the next thing we should do. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, hmm. this is the funny thing. We were going to, you know, I have a whole show in my head that we haven't, I don't I haven't discussed with you yet, but the whole idea that life uh, needs to have a purpose is its own trap, of course, because all I hear is like, I haven't found my true purpose yet. So now, now I can't, yeah. I can't relax until I've found my true purpose. <laughs> so yeah. you're this constant hamster wheel of just, I can't be happy because, and then what is the true, you know what I mean? As if, as if there's this abstract thing that once you find it, life all of a sudden has meaning, but until that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this, this personal conundrum we have to solve. It's like, it's like, I, I need a passion, but it makes sense to have something that makes you happy to do it. But for me, that's the other way around. Mm. You know, I always start with being happy and then whatever I do feels good instead of trying to look for the things that make me feel good. I think that's the only right order. But I have a strange opposite order. I have take out everything that makes me unhappy and then sometimes yeah. happiness emerges as opposed hey. to, you know, trying to, because I can't be happy. I mean, happiness emerges. It isn't something new, but you can get away everything that makes you unhappy and then there's a higher likelihood wow. you're going to have, it's, it'll happen. Do you, do you have a list of everything that makes you unhappy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're kidding. That's Bambos. <laughs> what prompted yeah. you to sit down and write this 4A4 doing nothing like you were showering and you thought, ah, doing nothing? Like, where were you? Well, that's this is such a good example of, of doing nothing as a lifestyle, you know, because what I refer to is not the Nixon kind of like we could all, we could also uh, call it Lummelen in, in Dutch, mm. which is like, you know, just being lazy for a while, just for the sake of it, just for to mm. relax. In answer to your question, is more the concept of Wu Wei. And I just I just looked it up and it's a Chinese uh, uh, way of looking at life. And Wu Wei is what it literally means is non-doing. And here 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 goes the, the okay. definition. It's an important concept of Taoism and means natural action. Or mm. in other words, action that doesn't involve struggle or excessive effort. Wu Wei is the cultivation of a mental state in which our actions are quite effortlessly in alignment with the flow of life. That is what doing nothing is um, getting rid of the, the total fixation that life is our responsibility, that we have to make the planets uh, mm. rotate, that mm. we have to do anything. And it's just living in flow. You could, you could call it like that. And that's, that's where my ideas come from, to answer the question. Mm. I, I don't sit down and then start to think about, oh, I have to write about something. Let me think of something. No, it's just I walk around and I'm like, oh, doing nothing. Oh, that's, that's nice. Because doing nothing has made my life very relaxed. And it's, mm. it's one of those spiritual concepts that most people don't understand because yeah. they take it literally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing nothing, but my life doesn't change. No, doing yeah. nothing means letting go of your ideas about how life should be or what it should look like. And yeah. then you feel there is an in intuitive way to live life. That's what it means, you know, and, and yeah. being in, in, in aligned to that. Yeah. I, I've had this great journey with PayPal at the moment where they've allowed a fraud to occur underneath their umbrella. And so I'm sort of like, you know, you go through the first experience, like this is bullshit. And then you're like, oh, this is fascinating. How can this, how can they let this happen? You know? So I started to write out the script of this, um, 
of the of the fraud, understanding how it works. And then I send it to their service desk. They don't respond, obviously, because it's above their pay grade. And then mm-hmm. I think, oh, this is fun. So then I then I escalate it to the CFO, <laughs> okay, who who now has to send it down to the other person who has to deal with it, who can't deal with it. So now what I do is like, I just think, so this is like getting played. So now I go to the police department and then I name the PayPal CFO as the one who's responsible for not taking the fraud. And I send it back to him and to the board members. (laughs) And now, and and so then I was like, Thambos, oh shit, this is a great story. So then I wrote directly to Wired and said, this is how the fraud is done within uh, PayPal and Facebook. And then I'm like, wow, that's that's like 30 minutes of my day that brought me great joy. <laughs> How cool. How, how did you get to know the CFO of PayPal? Oh, I, uh, I all I did is I put on my Facebook, hey, can anyone give me uh, high ranks in uh, in PayPal? And then, and then a friend sent me the contact details. Okay. <laughs> so cool. maybe you can interview him on this. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I'm sending him an email tomorrow saying, do, can you do a favor? There's there fraud that goes underneath that isn't able to be dealt with through your service department. Can we discuss how you guys address those? Is it is it a cool fraud? Is it, is, it is kind of cool. Yeah, 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 it is kind of cool because what I learned in the fraud, right? Not that this is the, but what I learned was that they work the numbers, right? If you do calculations, you realize if I promise you a product that's $50 and I send you a product that's $3, even if I take five returns on it, I still make a lot of money if it only works a few times. So that's mm. how they, they work the numbers. And uh, and of okay. course, and of course, PayPal says, hey, they give them the return. So PayPal isn't really as long as enough customers are paying for it. They assume that it isn't a fraud. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But but the way yeah. that they do it is they, they don't let you return the product. Right. That's how they, they say, oh, we'll give you okay. 10. And it's just fun to learn these things. But that's what I was saying. That's sort of like this flow state where the next thing I know is I'll be writing for Wired. And I don't know how the hell I got to Wired, you know, or I'll be talking to the CFO of uh, of PayPal about a fraud that a week ago I had no interest in. <laughs> but that's the that's the journey of just like letting it like guide you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it results in a lot of fun and, you know, finding out stuff. And, yeah. you know, the, uh, the last week I, I went to my uh, the old house of my mom and dad and they, they don't live there anymore right now. And I'm cleaning it up right now with my sister. And it's yeah. like like one and a half hour drive from, you know, in, in Holland. It's like the whole country. Yeah. It's the like other one side and a half. So, yeah, it was. So we were from from here to to this uh, to this village in uh, in Gelderland. And we were like a, a one and a half hour drive. And we were there and we were standing in in, in, uh, in front of the, the house and the front door. And then my sister said, oh, shit, I forgot a key. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, now, now what? And then we, we decided to take a long walk and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but getting back to the other definition of doing nothing, I really enjoyed I, I almost felt like i had to close my eyes when you were uh reading the taoist uh a text Wu Wei. the Wu Wei. Wei. yeah uh, so in, in a w- weird way i was coaching someone some years some years ago and they said they gave me the dao of the dao of poo or the yeah. poo of like so they said andy you don't know you're actually they said you're a buddhist and i said i don't know i have no and he says no no you actually you're a taoist and so i'm listening looking at him like i don't know what they're talking about and then they said read this book and they gave me the yeah. dao of poo and then i read like the first chapter or the first pages i'm like this is so fucking confusing so i gave it to my wife ronnie i said ronnie can you read this book and tell me what it means <laughs> yeah 
And did she agree? Is it, is it, is it you? Is it? Yeah, is it, it is. Yeah? It is because in a way, I, the way I understood it, and I'm no, as Buddhist would say, life is suffering. And the Taoists would just say life is. It just is. There is no, there is no value to it. And I, and I laughed and I said, oh, I'm actually a Buddhist until I deal with the suffering and then I become a Taoist, you mm. know? So it's yeah, yeah, just because yeah. there's like that feeling when suffering comes up, then I don't say life is suffering. I would say there is suffering, which is more of a Taoist thing to say. It doesn't pre mm-hmm. presuppose suffering is just inherent in life. But mm-hmm. um, but the one thing is, is that sometimes you just say there just isness. There everything is is there's a lot of isness in things. And yeah, uh, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah. I think the first sentence in the Tao is the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. Now, you have all these, all, all, it's, it's just the same. And he's really profound spiritual text. It's also very, it's all, it's all very paradoxical. Yeah. But the Tao, actually, it's, it's, it's the, the Chinese word for the way or the road. And mm. it actually means like the whole unfolding of life. That's it. And Wu Wei is one of the important uh, philosophies within the Tao where mm-hmm. everything that, you know, everything is being done any no matter what the thing yeah. is we claim a lot of our uh behaviors and our insights and our and the things we do yeah uh, but it's always afterwards like yeah. something happened i mean yeah we are this this is what i'm doing now th- the magic in life it's mostly when we see people really that deliberately not thinking so um for example if you see a very good football player soccer player and, yeah. and like uh, like messi or ronaldo or so and and you see that how they like they conquer the field and then there are five defenders and they just go around it in like yeah. a ma- magic magical like a gra- graceful way and then they you know they play around the keeper and then they goalkeeper and then they score now afterwards if you ask what you do then they're going to think hmm okay what did i do and then they come up with stuff but they were just doing, they were just yeah. living. They were in the flow. They were doing nothing, but it doesn't look like doing nothing. It looks amazing, but there was no intellect involved. Mm. There was no, I should do this involved because when you have to think on the football field, you're always too late. You know, yeah. think about amazing people like Tiger Woods or, you know, people who are really good at playing tennis. In professional tennis, the surf of the ball is so fucking uh, fast <laughs> that if you have to respond to the movement and then think of where the ball will go you're always too late so you have to trust on your gut feeling so mm. that it's in those moments that we feel this what it means to do nothing it's being in the flow we know it most of most of us know it most of us m- many people know it when they do uh, when they go running or when they go hiking or mm. when they play their uh, musical instrument or when they do uh, their favorite sports or even when they you know, have a puzzle and they put the puzzle on the table, the thousand yeah. piece puzzle. It's when life seems simple and everything gets done anyway. That's what, you know, doing nothing means. At least that's how I see it or yeah, I believe I, it means. What do I, I know? I, I, that's the way I would phrase it as I've experienced it in my own life. I think in a way, part of like even doing the show, right? Um, part of the show is we, it's very casual, um, we don't spend a lot of time trying to promote it afterwards. We'll just say, hey, there's the guest and, you know, we'll let people know it exists. And it's weird because a lot of criticism comes our way. Like, guys, why aren't really? you? Well, yeah. Why are you know, why aren't you monetizing this? And how how are you? And, you know, and and, and, and what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? Right. Like. That that that's a question that comes up a lot after the yeah. you know and uh, and you look at them and you're like wow so 
in a way, if I answer your questions, I'm answering it from the paradigm that it always has to have that meaning. Otherwise, it's useless. Yeah. yeah. If, if we can talk a little bit about, I, w- I want to go down the path of your, your mother recently died. Mm. Yeah. And apparently your brother didn't tell you that your mother died. Um, like, what, what was your internal mechanism to that event? You know, I, don't, I have absolutely no problem talking about this. What I want to do is I want to be sure that I don't want to, you know, paint my brother as a, as, yeah. as, a, as a maniac, you know. We are not in contact. And that, uh, there's a lot of, there are a lot of reasons for that. And I'm fine with it. He, in, in, in his own way, he's, he's an asshole, but he, he has a miserable life too. So um, I am, I'm not very jealous of him. No. You're, you're looking at him from but, love and compassion. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. I, we we don't have contact. Like, and we, I didn't have. I wasn't. I was not in contact with my parents. My, you know, when I when my sister and I went there uh, a couple of months ago, uh, mm-hmm. a few months after she and my mom died, we went to visit my dad. And my sister hadn't seen my dad in twenty one years, wow. and I hadn't seen him in five years. So that's uh, the relationship we didn't have. So mm-hmm. to be honest, and maybe this sounds really weird, I'm very happy for my mom. I'm very very happy that she died because she yeah. had a miserable life really i i i i i'm i think she was born miserable mm. like she she suffered so much you know she mm. was such a victim mm. her life was one big big mess of alcoholism and and madness and i she a couple of years ago i i, I did a i did an attempt to like to Intervention. Restart the relationship. Oh, okay. And it re- didn't really work out very well. It, at the mm-hmm. day itself, it did, but afterwards, it didn't. But mm-hmm. I talked to her that day, and she told me, and she told me that she wanted to die. But she said, you know, I can't because y- your dad is there, and he won't be able to live uh, beyond that. So I can't. So she had a miserable life. When, when I heard she died, I was um, peaceful about it. I was like, okay, yeah. Wow. You know, because I already said goodbye to her a couple of yeah. years ago. But um, I mean, but I mean, getting back to Bambo's original question, and not not, mm-hmm. I'm more curious about your internal your internal dialogue, not about who or said. So, mm-hmm. how you said a, a month and a half went by between the time that your mom died and your brother told you, or three months. You, my my and my brother didn't months. told me. It was it was okay. a notary that told us. Oh, it was a notary that told you. Wow, amazing! Yeah. Yeah. So three months passes. Yeah. And when you get the news, how do you process that 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 inside of yourself? How what what's the internal like dialogue that went on? Dialogue. Or- I know exactly what happened. Yeah. I know exactly what happened when I read that. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. Nothing. Amazing. No, I was, I was going out for pizza, and it was Saturday evening. I was going out for pizza, and and the, and, the, and the thing was. The day before, on Friday, I did a podcast with the AO, you know, a Dutch uh, television uh, 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 thing, a channel, AO, okay. Evangelische Omroep. And, and it was about forgiveness. And we talked about this. And the guy who interviewed me said, are you, are you willing to forgive? You know, I was like, no, my, 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 I forgive everybody because I'm as fucked up as the next person. Yeah. So why shouldn't I? So we talked, we talked about that. And then, she, and then he asked me, do you think there's a chance that you might you know, reconcile and, and come get together with your parents again. He said, of course. And he said, so if maybe you, if you wanted, you could go there tomorrow and then, you know, you'd have a, a you'd have a conversation with them. Yeah, sure. I'm open for them. The next day I heard that my mom died three months before that. And I got an, a thick envelope from the notary. And I thought it was about a client of mine who went bankrupt. 
Uh-huh. And I opened it on the street on my way to my scooter to get pizza. And then I wrote, this is about the inheritance of your mom. And I was, I was standing in the street. I was like, I was blank. I was like, mm. oh, wow. Yeah, I knew this moment would come one of these days. And I wasn't sad. I wasn't even sad. Mm. I wasn't confused. I wasn't angry. I was kind of, well... <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It was like, oh, okay. 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 And since then, yeah. there was never a moment when tears came up for anything regarding the subject. It just was, it was just out, out of your system. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then you just went out yeah. and got your pizza. I did. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, and, and I can, I can imagine that this, maybe this sounds very cold hearted, but. I, I don't see myself as a very no, cold person. No, it's just no. like I'm I, not cold hearted at all, by the way. When my I had a, just to share quickly, if I when my when I was told that my dad died, I didn't have a very good relationship. At the end, we had a very good. But throughout the years, not. And when I was told I shut down emotionally, we were close. So it, there was something to mourn. Your, your case, there was it was another person in your life. You didn't even basically know them on one level. So but uh, but for me, I was close to them. And I remember when I was told I couldn't cry, I couldn't allow the pain to come up. And my wife cried next to me. And by her crying, I could find my tears. And what mm-hmm. I'm hearing is that wasn't your experience at all. And I understand it. And I wanted then Bambos to, to have his chance because I think Bambos nodded aggressively like, no, um, I, I I know what that's like to uh, to have an experience and not respond in the way the world projects that you should be responding. It's like mm. oh, I'm, and sometimes because I'm not at peace with myself, I'll be like oh, what's wrong with me? Is there something wrong with mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Um, the question I want to ask you actually is something that I remember someone asking Andy in in an interview, and that was if you could express something to your mama right now as last words, what would that be? Yeah. Well, you deserve peace, mom. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. And that's what she has. You know, when, when, we, when we went to the, the house to clean it up, I was there with my, with my sister a couple of weeks ago. We were sitting in the, in the living room mm-hmm. and there was, a, there was a, a leaf, an old brown, very dry leaf in the, in the hallway. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, blow, it was going in circles. Uh-huh. And, 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 and I saw the leaf and I was like, oh. <laughs> and we were talking to a person in the room. And, and when the person left, my sister said, said to me, that was mom, right? And I said, yeah, that was mom. Mom was there. Mom was just acknowledging the fact that he, she was still there around. Mm. Now, um, at Bambos, I actually, I asked myself when I was standing on the, on the pavement here, you know, to going to get pizzas, I asked myself, why am, am I not crying? Why am I not falling apart? Mm. What is wrong with me? <laughs> like I asked that for a second, and then I was just like, I'd really try to find. I was like, okay, let's uh, let's bring it on. Come on, there was just there was there was just nothing. There was relief for her. She's mm. good. I know she's fine. She's good. She's finally in a place where she can love herself. Mm. She was so 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 miserable for such a long time, and and so I'm happy for her. If I, if I may ask, how did it impact you growing up with a with a parent that was not at peace with themselves as a child and witnessed that? Yeah, well, a couple of things. The effect on me wasn't very positive <laughs> uh, because one of the ways she used to 
make life at least a little bit tolerable was drinking a lot. Mm. And I picked up on that. So I've been an alcoholic for 28 years until mm. I quit a little over eight years ago. And and I'm not I'm not blaming my parents. It's just like that that was the example they said. My sister hardly drinks anything because <clears throat> she had an opposite response to that. She was like, I never want to be like them. <laughs> so I was very depressed for a very long time. And I guess because in a way I, I I learned to look at life the way my mom learned to look at life. And she was very passive aggressive and very um she was a, a professional victim in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And and it's not cool to live like that. So she she spent a lot of time in bed and, and, and we did the, the shopping and the groceries and we did the, and we were now I I don't blame blame her for that because she had no other way to deal with life than just trying to mm-hmm. escape it. So that what uh, coming back to your question, what it what it did to me is it's a lot. It made me much wiser than I should be for my age because my mom confided in me when I was very young because my dad was a lot he was gone a lot he, he was a he was an actor and he was he was out doing plays in in, in all over Holland and my mom was very miserable so she she kind of uh, confessed all her the things that bothered her to me and I was like <clears throat> 11 it's not very healthy stuff like yeah. that so the way I responded to that is that I closed myself off in a very profound way. Mm-hmm. I shut down in a very profound way. And it made me, and in the end, it made me very anxious, very depressed and addicted to many, many things and many substances and many uh, activities, um, which I can say right now at this at this moment, in this moment, I'm really grateful for mm-hmm. <laughs> because... Yeah, it's really very cool to have a shitty life for many years and then to find out that you don't have to. Yeah, it, it sounds like you had to overcome and make peace with everything that she couldn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe that's, that's, maybe that's a good observation. Yeah, maybe I hope it ends with me, <laughs> at least, like, the, like this burden of misery. I, I heard that her parents were depressed too. Mm. So well, I, I told Andy once that, my mother has a has a, a way of looking at the world, which is always the empty part of the bottle instead of the full part. And yeah. I inherited that. So in a way, growing up and also going through a 10-year drug addiction, I had to reprogram myself. And actually, that happened in 2014 when I met this guy right here. I'm, I'm wondering, did you have uh, someone like this in your life to, to give you a reference of what uh, love is? And peace. I think many people showed me what love is. Uh, after I, when I, you know, uh, confided in people, you know, when I when I came out of the closet as an alcoholic, <laughs> and everybody said, "Yeah, well, yeah, we're like we didn't know." Um, you know, I never, ne- no, nobody left my life, and I was an asshole. I've been an asshole for so for so long. I was so, I was so uh, egotistical. I was so. Uh, I was very unreliable in everything I did, and I was I was a, a, a creative director of my own online agency. You know, I had some responsibility, but I was like, when you know, I, I people never knew whether I, sh- I I would show up or not. Mm. So, and they forgive me uh, uh, time and time again. So when I when I uh, in, 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 in at the end of 2012 in October twenty uh, second, when I 
when I told them, when I said, this is what's going on, this is, I, I want to die and I don't know, and this, what, I'm an alcoholic and I'm addicted to marijuana as well, and, you know, anxiety pills, and, and they said, okay, we're going to help you, and we'll be there for you, and you can lean on us as long as you want to. Nobody blame me, nobody. Mm. So those, those people showed me what love is by not judging me and by... Because they they saw in me what I never saw myself, mm. and you were able to receive that love. Um, at first, it wasn't. Easy. I wasn't really good at it, to be honest. No, no. I think I think I I still find it very hard when people say cool things about me. But I, I I'm getting better at it. But yeah, it was amazing because it it's part you know part of it has been the, the many awesome people that have been in my life even people and i went to a clinic for a while and the people were there were really very cool and i've met over the over the past few years while being a coach and and traveling and stuff i met so many awesome people who, who all gave me a piece of the love puzzle so i'm getting there you know the love is is more and more and more getting a part of my life and and I'm 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 excited about that because I know that um it will only become better than it is right now. I've seen the the expansion of my freedom of of being in in the world over the past few years mm -hmm. and I've seen the expansion of trust and love and curiosity and all these like in amazingly uh, uh, delicious childish things the all these you know curiosity wonder uh, mm. um, uh, uh, resilience uh, all these even uh, where I start to you know the, the pure potential of life is coming back to me and mm. and 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 it's so much more important so much more powerful for me because I've lived under a rock for such a long time so yeah. the humility that that comes with that is amazing it's so healing and so tremendously powerful and what i loved about the book about andy's book that's and that's the reason why i invited him on the podcast is i think over the past like the past four or five years i have been really good at, at feeling good i'm i'm I'm, a, I'm an expert on feeling good i can feel good all the time and when i read andy's book i realized that i had been overdoing it <laughs> really yeah, I I, I what, what did i write that made you feel that well i i realized that i hadn't been honest with myself mm -hmm. that i hadn't been honest when it comes to shitty emotions and feeling like shit and feeling miserable and being angry and stuff like that all these particular human traits we have and reading the book re made me realize that i had been um very deliberately leading a, a spiritual life mm. it's like you know but if you're ha if you're lucky you wake up to that and then you can go to the next level where you're like yeah whatever fuck that yeah and i'll become a human being again exactly uh, i think we have to do that don't we we have to like go because i was with case you know he, well he wasn't mentioned in the second book as much as the first but basically my mentor it was like the monk i lived like a monk 10 years i judged others that didn't live the spirituality that i lived yeah. you were judgmental of course, you're kidding. Me. It's all <laughs> subtle, though. It's all so subtle when you're a spiritual. Like you try to do it, like oh, you know, they're judging, and then as if as if you're not judging as you say it, right? That kind of nonsense. And um, and then it was only like afterwards that I laughed and just said, oh, we're just being here, having this experience, and each one creates a construct that helps them uh, integrate whatever's going on. That's it. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Take it any yeah. further than that. You're already you're already trying to make more of a construct. Yeah. So yeah, well, but but yeah, we, we can make constructs that suit us better, better, or just yeah. more, you know, liberating. And that's the thing, you know, you can really play with this. Yeah, exactly. Are we going to say that? So, so in in a way, it sounds like the the doing nothing as a way of being for you has created a lot of flow. Oh, yeah. Like, so I want to bring it something closer to me. Like, in my life, um, I've been sharing with Andy, and we're going to do a show about it on Monday. I'm, I'm missing intimacy. Okay. And when, you, when your life feels... Like oh I want I want to share my life with someone or I want to I miss the physicality and and everything what it means to express love through the full expression of being in this body how how, how is that for you? Well, I don't have a have a partner right now, but I I can completely feel where you where you're at and 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 I have those moments where I think oh I would love to have this this you know to be able to like be close with the the bare back of a woman I love and then just mm. stay in bed all day and 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 discuss life yeah. I, I I this morning uh, coincidentally I talked about this with a very good friend of mine he asked me how's your love life and said well non-existent because I am I'm I am on tinder sometimes and I'm not really good at on tinder I don't work very well on tinder, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, not a tinder I'm not a tinder guy so um I, I think life has better things for me uh, because I have always <laughs> have you gone yeah. on a tinder date have you done a tinder date yeah like two like two years ago it was, oh, okay it was it was fun but you know whenever i whenever the idea of becoming more physical than more emotionally in, invested in somebody is like it's like life says well you can try but it will not happen Mm. So for my past few three or four girlfriends have been looking, they looked the same. They were blonde, intelligent, and really incredibly sexy. Mm. And and every one of those relationships was miserable, like mm. really miserable. And I don't blame them because, well, partially, but <laughs> most mm. of it was me being obsessed with them. So my last relationship was o almost five years ago. And, um, and, it's like life has given me a sabbatical that I didn't choose to have. But it's like, okay, now you're going to settle down. You're going to find yourself. You're going to be, um, you're going to appreciate who you are. And when that is done, we'll show you the next level of love. So I was very obsessed with my girlfriends uh, always, which made me very uninteresting, mm. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> You know, I started out amazing because I was pretty much myself, but then I started really to start to start to focus on what I thought they would need or like, yeah. and then I would give him that. It was like, and then I thought, I'm amazing because I know <laughs> what you want and I'm giving it. But it was very boring, of course. You know, people, mm. they always saw saw me lose myself along the way and said, you know, so, um, and I, I was always. I want to, I want to, I want to slow down. And ask Bambos. He's listening to you, and I'm so curious. And I and sometimes I have to coax out the next statement from him. So, what's going on inside of you as you hear Marnik speak? He abandoned himself. Okay, but you say about him in you, like because I hear him speak, and I hear a lot of you and what he's saying. So, what I'm asking is, 
how far do you relate with it? And if so, where do you see things coming up for you as you hear him speak? Mm. I, I'll tell you what I, I'll speak, I'll, I'll talk specifically to a point so we don't talk in abstraction. Yeah. So you told me a few days ago when you were speaking to a woman you were interested in, you were very clear and you said, okay, um, it was like, I don't know. I, I don't want to go into the details you might not want to give on air, but it was like, this is the kind of sex I like to have. This is the, this. Oh, um, <laughs> okay, so. I, 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 I kind of shared, like we were talking and I've kind I've kind of, interact in a way where I don't suppress or hold anything back. So if something comes up for me, I share it and it's not really uncensored. It doesn't always come out um, sugar-coated. So it's like I have a high sex drive. So in a way, if they say yes to that, great. So, Mm -hmm. and so... And so the difference, so to go to that, before I heard you like Marnix, like, oh, maybe they won't be comfortable with that. So I'm not going to say it and therefore make them feel more comfortable. Or maybe if I say this, yeah. I know that they'll feel better. So I'll say that. And what I hear you saying it's changed for you yeah. is you're being so direct and not concerning yourself with how it might make them feel not because you want them to feel bad, but you're like, if you can't accept me for who I am, why do we want to, why aren't we together anyways? That's and, the feeling. And actually it's coming from self-love for myself and also respecting our time. Like there's no yeah. reason to talk if, if, the, if these things are going to be an issue for you. And if mm. a woman has a taboo around sex, like. Yeah, you better know up front, right? <laughs> exactly. But you wouldn't have done that yeah. before, right? At least as I knew you. How, two two years ago, no. Yeah, yeah. No. I always wonder why people in their bios on the Tinders or whatever, uh, they never say I like oral sex or not. Like, <laughs> for me, that's for me that's a deal breaker. It's very important. So you know, I like oral sex. <laughs> I like oral sex. I don't want I, I don't want to do oral sex on you, but I like oral sex. <laughs> now, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> and and like, likes I like oral sex. So, but, but if you don't, you're not clear on that, and you have a relationship with the person. He doesn't like oral sex. Now that's. That's a big thing. You know what? You know, as you speak and say this, you know, we laugh, but there should really be a secret section on everyone's bio. Like, it's like, you can see my first level, but then I'm going to let you see my second level, which is all the secrets that it'll take us a year to get to know one another, or you can figure it out ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a practical way of approaching it. It is, isn't but, it? But, you know, Bambos, the thing is, you know, maybe you, you might take it a little bit too far. You know, I, I, I guess, we're, you know, it's, it's, very, it's very honest. But do you want, like, some, some things you, wanted, you would like to say about yourself probably land a little bit better if you're a little bit further in the relationship. So yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you that you say, I want her to appreciate me the way I am. I, what I notice, that there's women that do want to spend time with me. But then I feel yeah. a, a kind of like if someone claims that they are non-dual or they're they're very spiritual, evolved. Oh, somebody yeah. says they're non-dual, which is actually uh, <laughs> yeah, dual. So, exactly. So, so in my mind is oh, if if someone is is making those statements, so let's put this to the test. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Are, are you non-dual, Bambos? No. <laughs> No, no I, I, I still, uh, I still catch myself. I'm aware, I'm aware that I do it because I spend a lot of time with him, and yeah. I've read this 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's getting hammered in. But um, 
No, I, I mean spending spending time with Andy has. I, but I don't dare to say that I that I'm that I'm having that experience. I'll say there's moments where I recognize it, but mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no, I don't even know what it means. It's like enlightened, or you know, uh, you know, I think uh, woken up, or yeah. like when he talks to me. Sometimes if I share something, he'll say like we we did a podcast on gratitude. Mm. I made a statement uh, about finding the light in the dark, and for him, there is no light and dark. It's just it just is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's a, he's a guy like that. Oh, I hate yeah. those guys. Like no, no, you, no, you wouldn't hate that because the <laughs> the thing is, is that if it's in the context of a problem that someone's facing, then it's relevant. If it's an intellectual masturbation, it's not relevant. So, yeah. so everything is yeah. relevant when it's a block in an individual's capacity to do something. So he, he's I know, pretty I much. I, I was. He's pretty much teaching, like teaching yeah. me to celebrate. And to stop suppressing myself, like in mm. the, I noticed in the beginning of the show, even that I was holding my breath a little bit. I'm like, oh, these guys are really going for it, and I don't know what to say. And I said, okay, do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what happened? Well, at some point, I felt the helplessness, and then I, and then he told me, always follow your curiosity, and I, and I followed my curiosity. And yeah. the show, well, that's and, that's such a good example of doing nothing. And this you know, show, like it, this show took off. The moment that Bambo switched it to your parents or to your to the death of your mom. So if I look at this show, there's like the before AD and after AD, and uh, <laughs> and and that was when I was interested. Was far more after he let his curiosity guide us. I'm like, wow, this is really nice now, you know. And uh, and so that's the that's that's what I'm always uh, loving and trying to nurture in our uh, in our contact on the show. So it was really nice to see that. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 you know, doing nothing is you see that in in the, in the fact that I probably a couple of years ago I might have uh, thought about what I wanted to say here. Maybe I might have even made a list of stuff that I could talk or like that sounded cool or whatever. Yeah. And now it's like, uh, okay, let's see, <laughs> let's yeah. see if Bumble says it as a cool question, and then we'll and then we'll go from there. Mm. And it's like I feel like a little boy with a credit card and a driver's license, and that is a really cool way to be in life. Yeah, it always fascinates me when people say to me, "Can you do me a favor and send us all the questions for the show before we come on?" You know, yeah. And I'm like, uh, "What do you think we do?" You know, it's like, "Yes, we are not that well prepared on this show." <laughs> yeah, is that a deal breaker for people? Like. They want to prepare, or a lot of not a lot, but every tenth person wants uh, wants the the question list. Well, they, they they're trying to understand the context of coming on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens twenty percent of the time. You know, the, a lot of people will come on and never have seen a show, and then we use an F word here before we come online, and they understand this isn't a normal show, and a normal in the sense of this isn't like the intention here isn't to like give information to listeners. It's to be present yeah. with people and let that guide us. Yeah, um, I'm I'm dreading the moment when you're going to ask me for three tips to for a better yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always laugh because we always know that if we were to present this a little bit more geared towards someone with a focus and intention of getting somewhere outcome oriented, that it would get yeah. more traction because people are dying for, fi- you know, there was two things that you said that I'd love to get back to that one was, and I, it was really emotional for me, actually, is that 
Um, my parents divorced when I was uh, nine, I believe. And, uh, and my mom was pretty uh, emotionally victim-like, right? And, and my eldest brother had to deal, and he had to deal with my mom. So in a lot of ways, at, at 13 or 14 years old, he became to your, what you were to your mom, he was to my mom. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just felt the sadness of realizing everything he had to shoulder um, as a kid, like everything he had to take responsibility for that I didn't because I was the youngest and I can kind of and, and, and that's uh, yeah, that that was just I, I recognize that mm-hmm. as you as you said that. And I see it's, it's, it's actually it's confusing because yeah. I, I, I was too young for that. But I but I really cherished the fact that she trusted me so much, but yeah. it was very unhealthy. No, I left me your boy and I'm talk about yeah. your the fact that your dad is, you know, uh, yeah. fucking around and stuff like that. Yeah. It, you know, you, he and I hear you didn't really get to have a childhood. You became an adult much earlier than than, you know, than was was say right, given your age as it were. Right is another judgment. But and there was an interesting yeah. another interesting thing you said, which uh, which was and, and it was connected a bit going back to the Taoist principle that we were discussing. Uh, yeah, Huawei, Yahweh. It sounds w- like Huawei. <laughs> they don't sell mechan- uh, telephones. Um, the, that uh, I did the session with Bambos where we did a fifteen month a course together. It was I gave a course and, and invited people. There was ne- there wasn't a title of the course. There was not a title of it. There was nothing. There was no structure outside of we're going to meet and we'll let it be whatever it was meant to be in the, in the moment. But what I did do is I picked a meta level idea that I didn't necessarily know what it was, but it dawned on me now as you were speaking that it was very much connected to this this uh, doing nothing. And it was, do you remember the one? I'm curious if it comes up for you if it, or if I, if I had to say it. I thought the whole workshop was doing nothing as, <laughs> as, a, when, as a working principle. Like when, yeah. peop- when people would ask him, like some of us that joined the workshop would recommend people to join and they would come and meet Andy. And, and they would be like, so why, why would I want to join this workshop? And I'd be like, there's no reason why you would join this workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I threw out a lot of people. <laughs> like he, gave, yeah. he, he would give nothing for people to bite on. Like I wanted to make a post about it. He said, no, we're not doing anything. Like I don't want to attract the wrong energy. Like this is, this is just us spending time together in the end. Yeah. He didn't even want me on the workshop. I didn't even want him there. <laughs> but the, but the thing that was, was the second or the third session. I think it was the session. I always tried to pick two elements, which I saw in myself that were really hard to make peace with. And it was the no and the surrender. So if I need something from you that I can't get because you're not able to give it and I project it onto you, how can I surrender mm. to that no? Or if I say no to your behavior, like that's not acceptable, can I surrender to the consequences of that? Mm-hmm. And, wow. and so, okay. so we did a whole weekend around only surrendering to that no, because a lot of times we can't it's hard enough for people to say no because they don't want to deal with the consequences, but the actual saying no and then allowing yourself to make peace with the consequence that that might mean you're not in a relationship anymore. Or in Mm -hmm. your case, it might, you said no to your mom several years ago because of her drinking and behavior, I'm sure. Right. And uh, other things I imagine. 
Well, I just couldn't live up to your standards. So that oh, yeah. that was the big deal. So I couldn't. I I tried, and we tried a lot. So I had no no animosity towards my no, parents. No, no, I didn't. The, I didn't hear no. it as a negative. Actually, I, no, I heard it's just like a, like an endless amount of 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 attempts to try yeah. a new way of going at it. But we just we couldn't didn't succeed. Yeah. And I would never say it's their fault. It's probably yeah. my fault too. No, but, but I guess know, what, it, I, what I wanted to share was yeah. I experienced you as living the helpless no there because actually okay. there was yeah. nothing there was nothing you could do about it and you were at peace with that mm. so that yeah. was for me the helpless no as as you exemplified in a way that is so so apparent and i only came to see that as you were speaking and talking about the the i don't even want to say the the Taoist name again because i'll mess mess it up <laughs> but but that 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 it's very beautiful just to see how you embodied that and live that. So thank you for sharing that. And and, and cool. And thanks for acknowledging that. I never looked at it that way, but it's pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> when yeah. you say it like that. Do you have anything else coming up for you? I'd like to have a minute of silence with the three of us. Nice. Mm. Mm. made you ask for the minute of silence um i think in in all the talking um i kind of towards the end i sensed his um marinx has sensed your eyes and there was so much love in your eyes mm. and we we went everywhere and i feel the the silence was for me at least a way to just um appreciate you and also mm. ground a little bit in this journey that we've had mm, it, i don't find this to have been a, a very light talk Mm. And yet it was very beautiful. So thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. It would thank be you nice. for doing nothing, Andy, and inviting me. Yeah. I see that there are some comments coming in, which I do, because people do write, and I do want to acknowledge Bola Long, who is our favorite guest. In South Africa, we refer to with nothing as nicks. And when we give a person a name related to a word, we start with the name ma. So, so it's interesting that we have ma nix, which is not for, not far mm -hmm. from man nix. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's very funny. Thanks, Bolong. He's, yeah. he's in South Africa. He's here. If we repeatedly do something, we end up doing it unconsciously and effortlessly. Yeah. I, like, I, I think you referred to like the tennis player and the football players. Oh, like, yeah. When, that's when, when, you're, that was you're rehearsing, you're rehearsing. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because after a while, you're so it's so part of the system, so part of your automated uh, response that you don't have to think about it anymore. And then it will, it's like life can use your skills to do whatever it wants. Like you know, when you see a guitar player play a solo, he's not thinking about the chords. No, it's just, and that's why it fascinates so much. But isn't it fantastic how afterwards they make a master class on how to play oh, that yeah. way? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is why I did it. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, Volong also has an interesting comment here. A relationship with nothing left to discover loses the thrill of exploration. 
that that sounds like I never associate doing nothing with not exploration. I find it the opposite. It's as it if is. it is the ev- evolution of what happens because of the things that are happening around. Like I would have never thought I would be writing an article for Wired, but all of a sudden I'm compelled to, you know, that, that was sort of like the, the evolution of a journey. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, you know, I, I've, I've, I, I have been, been very much interested in this whole idea of doing nothing or yeah. you could say being living life intuitively or authentically yeah. now. And I, I wrote eight books in four years. So you couldn't say I do nothing. Don't do anything. Yeah. It's just like life, life can use me any way it wants to use me. That's yeah. how I see it. Yeah. In fact, and then I, beautiful things happen. Yeah. There. I laugh because I, I took two months off. I was in Los Angeles and I went to LA and I had in my mind, Oh, I'm going to start the next book. And then mm-hmm. yeah. as I'm sitting in LA, I'm thinking, I don't want to write a fucking book right now. There's nothing yeah. that I'm compelled to like, yeah. it, it's, it's not, and that, that's what I've found. It's not that I decide what it is. It decides me and I just follow it. And it might not decide me for a few weeks, months or years. I don't know when it's going to come up. So um, yeah, that's another beautiful point. Oh, okay. The, it, it, uh, Bola Long was just clarifying. He was referring to too much information on Tinder. Yeah, and ma- it makes it makes sense, Bola Long, because if we know everything, there's no room for surprises anymore. So, yes. yeah, uh, that's that makes sense. So, Marnix, we send you a lot of love. I hope that you'd be open to joining us when we don't have the guest again. And we'll find another topic to discuss. And I'm also- always the, sec- the second best guest. I'm, I like, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with that. No, they always have like the Tonight Show in America. There's always one guest that comes on because he's the one that lives near the studio. So they yeah, can call, yeah, yeah. hey, we need you today. <laughs> I, 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 I can lovingly be that guest. Yeah, Thank of course. You. Great. Thank you. Send you a lot of love. And, and yeah. you will probably stalk your social media to see what the next subject will be. Yeah, anything you want to plug while you're here doing nothing? <laughs> look no. at that you look like he froze <laughs> marnix i'm not into i'm not into that shit no no no, no but people, i mean your website is pretty nice as well so at least going there yes yeah, Mar- marnix marnix dot nl i marnix. i'm on linkedin i'm on instagram i'm on facebook i'm on twitter uh twitter is marnix amsterdam but you can do marnix dot nl or marnix coach and you'll or marnix dot love and you'll and find it there you go you're in my world love you Bye-bye. okay Bye-bye. man Bye-bye. bye guys Hmm. Isn't that great? I pulled that out after not being told our guest wasn't going to come on at 10 this morning. You are amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Bambos. It was fun to be with. Thank you for owning the show today, actually. You know, we didn't discuss it, but, you know, yesterday you had your kind of like at moment you mentioned, I don't know if we talked about it on air as well, but you said that you even got really nauseous in the middle of uh, yesterday's session. Yeah. So you, no, you know. No, yesterday I... I... I really want it. Like if we had an hour with, what was his name? With uh, uh, Daniel Fisher. Yeah, I, I think uh, it was a moment or I'm going to cry like for yeah. half an hour or, or get up and throw up and leave. Yeah. Like I would have walked out on you guys. <laughs> but either one would have been perfect, right? Even if you cried, then we just dealt with that. Yeah. But I got a, a message from a friend today who said, um, and I, I noticed because you weren't feeling well, I started to like, take more like moderate and take it and speak more choppy less 
grounded in my words because I was kind of feeling and uh, and she said, Andy, do realize that if if you're reacting to Bombos not not feeling well and 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 I can't interact with you around it and I'm trying to take the space, then um, then it sometimes isn't 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 you know, it's clear from the viewer. Yeah, they can see me and here we go. And the next step, you know, whatever the bullshit is. So in some ways, she helped me see that I wasn't just slowing down and grounding and sort of seeing where do I want to go from here. Nice. That was really nice gift that I got. So, yeah, we have possibly a show tomorrow if we get Vanessa Brooks on. And if we don't, we're going to talk about your sex life for the for the hour. So either way, it'll be good for people (laughs) either talking about someone who delivers baby or someone who's not making babies. Either way, we've got a show. And we're going to do that on (laughs) a wonderful chaos. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.